Every year, the American Academy of Physician Assistants honors one PA who has demonstrated exemplary service to the PA profession and has furthered the image of PAs everywhere. This year, for the critical role she plays in providing health care services to prison inmates, the Paragon Award for Outstanding PA of the Year was awarded to Robin Hunter Buskey. You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host, and with me today is Robin Hunter Buskey, and we are discussing her role in providing health care services to inmates. Hi, Robin. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi, Lisa. Thanks. Robin, on behalf of ReachMD, let me congratulate you on the PA of the Year Award. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. In your 30-year career, you've received many awards. How is this award different? Well, I was very humbled when I was notified that I had received this award, and partly because there's so many PAs out there doing great things and that I was selected, you know, this year to, you know, sort of represent all the good work that PAs do. So I feel special. I do my work every day. I feel I do a good, hard job, come home satisfied, and so I'm very humbled that the profession selected me. Well, you're a senior clinical PA at the Butner Federal Correction Complex in North Carolina and an employee of the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Tell us how you became involved in this segment of healthcare. Well, over my career, I've been working in a variety of settings, which includes emergency medicine, community health clinics, geriatrics and nursing homes. I've worked in substance abuse centers, as well as internal medicine practices, and I've been teaching students. So I believe all of that experience put together helped shape me for the role that I play now in the prison system with the Bureau of Prisons. Describe the Bureau of Prisons healthcare system and how it compares to community health. Well, the Bureau of Prisons is much like a managed care system. The inmates that we care for have all been either sentenced or are awaiting sentence and are in federal custody. And health services are available to them at each of the institutions. There are just over 100 institutions in the Federal Bureau of Prisons. And each of the prisons has its own health service staff, and there are medical referral centers that are strategically placed throughout the country. And among these healthcare settings, there are a wide range of services that are available to the inmates, which include routine care, surgical care, as well as specialized medical services. What medical services are available for the inmates at Butner, and how is Butner different in the healthcare that it offers? Well, FCC Butner is a federal medical center, and as such, it has several medical missions. And our missions include oncology, which is different than the other medical centers in the country. We are the primary place where inmates will be sent for oncology services, and we provide a lot of those services on site, which offers a cost-saving system-wide. We also have an orthopedic program. We have a mental health mission. We have a dialysis mission. We have a diabetes mission. So among all these missions, inmates may come to us for health care, which may be simple, routine, preventative services, as well as ongoing management for their complex conditions. So if an inmate is currently somewhere else at a different facility and gets diagnosed and needs oncology services, they would then be transferred to Butner for their care? That is correct. We provide not only treatment for 
already diagnosed cancers, but in some cases we have to evaluate inmates for highly suspicious or presumed cancer as well. How many different medical providers deliver care at Butner? Well, Butner has a variety of medical providers. These are licensed professionals, which include physicians, physician assistants, nurse practitioners. We have nursing staff of a variety of ranges. We have clinical pharmacists, social workers, and psychologists. We also have a rehab staff, which includes physical therapy, occupational therapy, and vocational. We have paramedics. And we also have specialty services through consultants that cover broad medical specialties. Well, PAs play a critical role in the prison system. Could you tell the listeners how PAs fit on the healthcare team? Sure. PAs fit into the healthcare team at Butner in the primary provider team model. And we have teams with physicians, physician assistants, and nurse practitioners. And in the Federal Bureau of Prisons, those are called mid-level providers. And then we have nursing staff and support staff. And as a team, the care is delivered to groups of inmates. So each team would have a panel of patients that they follow. And within that team, there are the chronic care or routine medical visits as well as urgent care and acute care needs. And so the PA and the physician will work together treat the team of patients that are assigned to them. So what is your typical day like? Well, my typical day, um, I'd come in and be given a list of inmates who have presented for sick call. And sick call is the way that inmates will access care for what they perceive to be urgent needs. Could be anything from a cold or body aches like back pain or a recent injury from sports, activities, could be something as serious as a complication of one of their medical conditions. And so they will be triaged and the staff will review the complaints or the presenting symptoms and then either see some of those inmates immediately or schedule them for an appointment to come in and be seen later. Then later in the day, I may have scheduled appointments for routine chronic care visits And those chronic care visits will be sort of as if you called your doctor and said, well, you know, I have hypertension and diabetes and need a follow-up visit. And sometimes we have appointments for reviewing consults or reviewing lab tests. And we may also have emergencies that pop up throughout the day. So on any given day, I'd have a wide variety of types of patients that I see, both acute and chronic. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Robin Hunter Buskey, PA and the AAPA Paragon Award winner for Outstanding PA of the Year. We're discussing her role in providing health care services to inmates. Robin, you've played a vital role in the development of services for the inmate population, and one of the successes was in diabetes care. Can you tell us about that? Sure, Lisa. A few years ago, FCC Butner was designated as a diabetes center of excellence within the Bureau of Prisons. And as such, we looked at ways that we could help to improve outcomes related to diabetes. So our committee developed several education programs for the complex, which included staff education as well as inmate education. And we also developed a weekly class, which is now given a little less frequently than that, to inmates to enhance their education about diabetes and about risk related to diabetes. As a result, 
our early interventions have revealed that we've demonstrated some positive outcomes in those areas as evidenced by reducing numbers in the A1C. And so we're pretty excited about our early results and are looking to expand the program. Well, that's fantastic. So you talked about chronic illness earlier, and obviously you're working with diabetes. So the inmates have their chronic medical needs met while they're in prison. Do you have anything in place to help them continue the care for their chronic conditions once they're released? Sure. What happens is the Bureau of Prisons has a philosophy that release planning begins on the first day of incarceration. And although that may have begun as a custody-related issue, it also begins as a healthcare-related issue because we recognize that these chronic conditions are not going to just go away when they are released from incarceration. So the team of social workers as well as the unit team staff work to coordinate continuity of care as they relate to the individual inmates. Some of the inmates are inmates that are going to release locally in our area or they could release anywhere in the country, and there are some that actually release outside of our country by means of immigration. So they work to help make sure and maintain that there's continuity throughout the process. How do inmates fill their prescriptions? Well, inmates fill their prescriptions based on their appointments and orders that are entered on their behalf. So prescriptions are actually written by either their physician or the PA or the nurse practitioner. They're filled by a pharmacist, and then the inmates will come at a designated time to pick up their medications. And if it's a chronic medication, they will be given refills, and there's a procedure that they follow for picking up their refills until such time that they have another chronic care visit. We have a national formulary, and so there's a broad range of medications that are available for a variety of conditions. And in some cases, uh, non-formulary requests are made on behalf of the inmate to fill prescriptions related to specified conditions. And how about lab services and diagnostic tests? We are fortunate at FCC Butner to have a laboratory that provides services for about 35 institutions. And we're fortunate to have that laboratory services as well. Inmates are given appointments to come in for routine phlebotomy, and the result turnaround is fairly quick. And for tests that we do not perform on site, we have access to a national lab that provides services to us. How do the health care needs of inmates differ from the health care needs of community patients? One of the things about inmates, at least in my experience, is that many of them are health care illiterate. So when they come into the setting such as the Federal Bureau of Prisons, we spend some time not only addressing some of the issues that they may have related to incarceration, but just basic health care issues. Um, We have illiterate in the sense that they can't read or write, but we also have inmates that just don't understand things like preventative health care. And so we spend a lot of time teaching. And so that makes them a different population than perhaps the general public. In addition, many of our patients, because of their behaviors and backgrounds, have not had any access to health care for a long time. So when they present some of their conditions are quite advanced. So in addition to trying to teach them about preventative health care and helping them understand their current diagnosis, we spend time addressing some of the sequelae related to untreated illnesses. So what makes you feel good about your work with the Bureau of Prisons? First of all, I feel 
a professional satisfaction in that I've spent a lot of time in my career working in different settings, but it's always rewarding when you feel like you're making a difference, and I believe that I am making a difference with what I do every day. There's also the personal satisfaction of giving to the community. Although one may not see the incarcerated setting as a community, it really is because the inmates, even though they're a captive group, are a community. And when you make impact on a community, sometimes the benefits are realized throughout the entire community. So, for example, at the FCC Butner community, our diabetes initiative, as an example of community impact, is rippling through, and we see excitement among the inmates about wanting to know their numbers, wanting to know their blood pressures, challenging us as health professionals about helping to get their A1Cs to goal. So to me, that's very invigorating and excites me about wanting to continue what I'm doing. Well, Robin, let's talk some more about your PA career. You're the first PA elected to the Board of Directors for the Federation of State Medical Boards. How did your path take you there, and what was the impact of a PA on the board? Well, actually, I've had a parallel career in medical regulation. I served on a medical board in New York State and then as well as the medical board in North Carolina, which made me eligible to run for the Federation of State Medical Boards and successfully was elected. And at the time, scope of practice issues was a major agenda item on that board. So I felt poised and comfortable in being able to help address some of those issues with the board. In addition, maintenance of competency and maintenance of licensure, as well as portability of license issues, which impacts the medical community in general, which is still an issue being discussed on the board. As a PA, I felt I was able to contribute a lot to those discussions because PAs, believe it or not, have already addressed to a certain degree maintenance of certification. As a profession, we are nationally certified, we take an exam, and we have a model in place, which I was able to share with a lot of the physicians. So I felt very comfortable in that environment. I felt that not only was I sharing things about the PA profession on a national level with this board, but also bringing back to what I do every day how important medical regulation is for all of us. Well, thank you, Robin, for coming on the show. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening.